My name is Rob, and I am here with not one, not two, but three guests. That's right. I dare to say this might be called a roundtable if this were Garage Gym Experiment. So I am happy to have from Abmat, Dylan Tellum and Christina Lazo. Welcome. Pleasure. And then collaborator with Abmat, Eric Eccles. Hello. So the reason they're here is that two recent products in Abmat's growing lineup have some historical background that really piqued my interest. And then I was able to talk with Dylan and talk with Eric. And I even met Christina momentarily at Home Gym Con last April. So then fast forward a couple months, these products roll out. I'm really enjoying them. And I thought it'd be cool to have everybody on, have a nice little chat about how these products came to be, the modern interpretations of the historical context. And those products would be the Saxon Grip, from Eric Eccles and Abmat, as well as the Zercher pad from Christina Lazo and Abmat. So kicking off with Dylan, representing Abmat here on both fronts, uh, which one of these, I guess it was the Zercher pad, came first, correct, Dylan? Yeah, the Zercher pad came first, but it wasn't long okay. after that Eric reached out and said he wanted to start making the Saxon grip. So the Zercher pad had been in development for a little bit of while, like at least the thought process behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was... You know, this was not one that took very long to, you know, come to fruition after the idea was presented to me by Christina. You know, it was, it was very simple of just finding the shape of what your body naturally conforms to the bar and building a pad around that and trying to figure out how much material you can eliminate so you can still become intimate with the bar in the way that you would expect to. Uh, mm -hmm. Eric's was uh, during the process of, was, I, I'm not sure if it was during the process, we, we started talking during the process of developing the Zercher pad or if it was, we launched the Zercher pad and then Eric reached out. But uh, they, they both went pretty quick. Eric's substantially quicker than the Zercher pad because he had already, you know, taken it from <laughs> zero, zero to one with a drawing and everything was ready to go. It was just like, hey, here you go. How do you th what do you think of this? But uh, yeah, bo both were very quick projects that I was very happy to be a part of. Nice. So then the Zercher pad Christina, you are a fitness expert, you're a model for Abmat, you do all kinds of work with Abmat, but where, I mean, were you just training Zercher squats when you, uh, you know, came up with this idea? How'd that all come about? So I actually like the Zercher movement. I've always liked Zercher, like anything Zercher related. Um, it just challenges me more in a way than like regular squats or like just, I mean, basically like I do like, um, suitcase carries or like things like that but I always had an issue because I'm definitely one of those people that if I'm not comfortable doing an accessory movement I just don't want to do it like I just don't sign me up for it I will skip it don't tell my coaches but I will skip the movement so I always complain to Dylan I'm like I don't understand why you made hip thrust so comfortable because like now I don't have an excuse to not do them and then, like, when I – I was, like – I said it in passing. I was, like, oh, you know, we should make a pad for Zerchers. And crazy enough, it, like, happened, and I actually love doing all my Zercher movements now. I actually choose to do Zercher movements and make my movements harder versus just using regular dumbbells. <laughs> so I, like – I kind of – and then Dylan gets mad because I program it for him. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. She, she's, she's, my, she's my coach, and she's pretty yeah. mean with some things. Yeah, she's punishing you for uh, <laughs> for this nice collaboration. She gave me so, one workout the other day that was like a Zercher uh, split squat pad on a slant board. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, geez. It, 
It, it was horrendous. That's a lot uh, going on. That's yeah. that's a lot happening right there. I think you're just trying to use a lot of products all at once. I mean, to be fair, I did so, the movement. I, I did the movement first before I programmed it for him. So true. That's good. You know, you gotta you gotta show him how it's done. So when it comes to Zercher squats, um, it's kind of like a deadlift and a squat combined if you're going from the floor. So listeners, if, if you're unaware, basically the bar rests in the crook of your elbow and the, the history on it comes on the box of the Zercher pad, which I thought was a really nice touch. So the Zercher pad is like a, one of those Toblerone kind of uh, chocolates, basically, you know, it's the triangular shape. And then when it arrives at your doorstep, it's in this cardboard box that's triangular and you have a timeline going straight down the side of it. So how much of that, Dylan and Christina, did you know any of that before, you know, getting to the, hey, we're going to bring this to the market. Let's check in on this. Uh, had you ever heard of the man that you know, the uh, movement's named after? So I was familiar with Ed Zercher. Um, I wasn't very, you know, in tune with his history, but once it was presented to me, uh, you know, from Christina, I started looking into it and I got real excited with the idea. Once I found out Ed Zercher was from St. Louis, uh, yeah. which is wh which is where our factory is from. And it just seemed, um, I, don't, I don't call it divine inspiration or if you, whatever you would call it, it just seemed like it was it needed to happen. The guy who created the movement nearly a hundred years ago and the company that's developing foam systems to make uncomfortable movements more comfortable this happens to be right across the river it just it just seemed to make a lot of sense um so yeah i got real excited into learning about him after the idea was presented to me and we started going through the development process and some of those things i wanted to inspire on the the actual box itself when we were doing the packaging one that you're limited on how many things you could put onto a box anyways you know the name of the product where it's made who makes it and then what else can you do to add some type of fun added value to the consumer um, we wanted to touch into the history of it while also showing the more modern aspects of the movement within the timeline, you know, because they say history repeats itself. And, you know, I speak for Admat when we say we want to be a part of it when it does. Uh, so we, we wanted to show a modern twist of product development and material science while still touching on the history of the product when we developed it. So, I mean, obviously, I, I loved it because I'd, I'm into all this stuff, but I, I thought to myself, I bet you there are going to be some people that get this product and get the Zercher pad and really don't know the history. And it's just such a quick, easy. Plus, when you get something new in the mail and you pick up a new product, you want to kind of like check it out, you know, the whole unboxing of it. So it's just a really nice uh, presentation for sure, in my opinion. But when it comes to the history of Ed Zercher, the quick history, you know, going off of the box, it's just that, you know, no power racks or anything. Uh, at the time, so he would hook his arms underneath and then hoist it up to, if it was heavy enough, he could lap it. If it wasn't as heavy, he could go straight up into a squat position. And I've done both with the Zercher pad. I've been really enjoying it because, Christina, I would agree with you that I, I don't know. I don't care if people call me a wimp or what, but I just never gravitated towards the Zercher because... You know, it was annoying. It kind of ground into your elbows, especially modern bars with like crazy good knurling. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've really been enjoying it. I'm, I've gone a little heavier and I kind of worked out a system where I and I'll have a video of this eventually coming out on my YouTube where I basically kind of make sure the name is facing forward. And then I rested on my knees kind of in a sumo position to kind of get my arms where I want them to be. And then I hoist it up. So. 
it's uh, really however you want to use it. It's a very it, it useful product. It's, it's nice too, because you can worry more about like the actual functionality of the movement versus like, am I in pain? Why is my yeah. backgrounding? Is the bar slipping? You know, like it's just, you can focus so much more on the movement and what you're trying to hit and what like that mind muscle connection versus like just being in pain constantly and come and uncomfortable. Like I want to work out and have like a good time. I don't want to work out and be in constant pain. So oh. that brings up the next product here. We've got the that Saxon grip and the name just like the Zercher pad is right in it. So Arthur Saxon, is the historical relevance behind oh. this one. But Eric, why don't you tell us, how did you, you know, come up with this? How did you invent this little product? So, yeah, as I've uh, mentioned previously, uh, I got into arm lifting just kind of like you did, uh, mostly after hearing uh, Garage Gym Experiments podcast with Ricardo. And uh, I didn't really have, I had some arm assassin stuff. Um, but you know, some of the first items he told me to get were fat grips. So I didn't have any of those, got that, tried that out. And then just watching all their videos, doing the sacks and stuff. And with small basement gym, I'm like, I don't have room for another whole bar. So I'm like, why? And I even asked him, I'm like, has anyone even tried to do this before? <laughs> and it seems like, no, they didn't. So I'm like, well, like I'm just going to draw this up on a piece of graph paper. And then, you know, we've talked to work in a machine shop. We have all the modeling software, everything. And, uh, my buddy who also lifts, I'm like, Hey, can you just model this for me quick? And he did it on his lunch. <laughs> he, he did it on his lunch break for me and awesome. I had everything I needed. <clears throat> so then same thing I kind of asked of Dylan and Christina with the Zercher pad. What did you know of Arthur Saxon prior to all this? Uh, Anything? Pretty much, pretty much the only thing I knew was other stuff that you have done and other of your home gym histories and stuff. I didn't nice. really know anything. Just what I'd heard from you. Well, one of my go-to sources is always The Super Athletes by David P. Willoughby. Excellent book. You just flip right back to the index and look up whatever you want. And it's like all the answers are right here. I shouldn't be telling people that they won't listen to my stuff anymore, but this is a story time with Rob. Now there's just a short couple sentences about Arthur Saxon. That's relevant that I'll read from here. It's on page two twelve. If you want to follow along at home, <laughs> Arthur Saxon as one of the feats in his act with the ringling brothers circus in 1909 to 1910 used to snatch with one hand a 90-pound wooden plank while grasping it with a pinch grip. The plank, which was as rough hemlock or spruce, was 10 inches wide, 3 inches thick, and about 15 feet long. It was used by Saxon to support on his feet from 12 to 14 men. The snatching of this plank was equivalent to picking off the ground by a pinch grip a flat iron barbell plate weighing about 113 pounds. So then fast forward, and you've got Sorenex coming out with the Saxon Bar some years ago in uh, more modern times. And that was to basically do the Saxon-style lift where you could pinch it and uh, have that rectangular shape. And now, in the past year, we've got the Saxon Grip from Ab, Matt, and Eric. So, Dylan, you had mentioned how this was like an easy 
kind of thing. So for other people that are at home that are inventors or maybe they're just home gym owners that think, wow, I have a great idea. What did Eric do right coming (laughs) to you with this? You know, like where, what did he do right that you were like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, we'll, we'll make this thing. Honestly, just about everything. Um, <laughs> if, if I can choose a go-to-market strategy, it'd be what Eric Eccles presented to me uh, the, the day he called me. Um, I, I wish every inventor in the world was exactly like him in some capacity, even though I w- I'm so happy they're not. Because I, 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 lo- I, I, I love how uniquely original each one is. So each one provides different viewpoints and opportunities and different ways of solving a problem. But the way Eric presented this to me was, without a doubt, the easiest I had ever seen. He had called me and presented a product. I gave him my little spiel about, you know, how we go to to market with products and what our little disclaimers are in terms of working with people to make sure there's no overlap uh, within our collaborations uh, to maintain respect within, you know, our our already established community. And uh, he he agreed to everything that I had to say. And uh, I told him I was a visual person. Uh, You're going to have to send me over a drawing. It's like, oh, well, I've got, you know, CAD filings already drawn up and rendered and everything. And typically, I get I get ideas or thoughts or problems just pitched over the phone. If I'm lucky, I get you know crayon on a napkin from time to time. Um, but no, Eric sent over a finalized CAD file with some 3D printed PDFs, so I didn't even have to pull it up into SolidWorks to be able to open it up and view it. I just looked at the parts, spun it around a few times, and I said, "Okay, I know exactly where he's going with this." Literally that day, maybe the next day. Um, my 3D printer had broke something on the part, so I had to do another one the next day. And I looked at it, and it was exactly as the part was prescribed and described by Eric. And, uh, I was just so happened to have been working on another rubber project that okay. was not something that I ended up moving forward with. I was just kind of sourcing a manufacturer that could produce the tool. And I sent this over to them as I was 3D printing it, and they said, yeah, we can do it. Um, the tooling prices were exuberant. Um, so I was like, wow, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to spend forty or $50,000 to make a mold so that people can pinch grip dumbbells. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't my market. It wasn't something that I was into, but we had just released the Zercher pad or we're working on releasing the Zercher pad. So I like the synergy of kind of the historic uh, modern twist of new products. Uh, and so I thought that fit into our line well. And I was eager to be able to roll out a product of a new molding uh, material. You know, this is this is our first ever urethane molded part that we ended up rolling out. Most of our stuff is polyurethane uh, foam materials. So I was pretty eager to, to expand our horizons in our manufacturing processes. So I reached out to this company and kind of told them what we had done in the urethane space and how we helped them, you know, uh, we helped mold a lot of products in that space. And they said, you know what, we're going to take a, a chance on you and we're going to pay for the tool for free. It's going to be a nice. prototype. It's going to be a prototype tool, and we're going to charge you a boatload for the parts. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can at least test your market. And I said, "All right, you know." No, I, I called Eric back, and I said, "Hey, listen, man. Uh, you know, somebody wants to make this tool for free. They're going to charge us a lot for the parts, so they're going to be, you know, on the expensive side. But I'm not going to make any money off of these. Just so you know, it's uh, still going to pay you a royalty, and still going to make them. But when we sell them wholesale, it's literally a break even. Uh, we make money when we sell them off our website, but." Yeah, I just I thought the product needed to exist. It should exist, and there was mm-hmm. literally zero roadblocks whatsoever. Um, yeah, or, or or large, you know, cost in producing the product. So, uh, yeah, it was all the lights kind of turned green with that one pretty quickly. And Eric, how long was it from when you called me to when we went live? It was not more than 
No, it's like four and a half, five months, which, you know, it was like the very first week when I, when I called you and then we were wrapping up, I said, I'll see you next week at home gym con. So that's yeah. when I caught the week before home gym con is when I called you. So it, it, I mean, as far as that's concerned for a molded part, that's pretty quick, you know, especially because all the engineering had already been done. Uh, it just yeah. had to be mold, molded and produced and then boxed and packaged. So it was, sure. uh, it was, it was probably one of the easier endeavors I had to go down to be honest. I took it down to, I took the Saxon grips to heavy hands, 2023 mm-hmm. grip competition in Charlottesville, Virginia that I was competing in. And they got a lot of attention and people were trying them out. I had one of them on a 70 pound uh, globe dumbbell and there was lots of people after competition because after grip competitions, you kind of, hang out for a bit, try things out. And even while the competition was going on, people were looking at it like, what do we got here? And I was like, oh, well, actually, it's a new product. Check it out. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can just put it on there. And uh, afterwards, people were trying to lift it and doing a pretty easy job of it in, in that setting. And then same thing, I hosted King Kong two weeks. In, let's see. Yeah, two weeks ago, uh, King Kong International Grip Contest, a satellite contest. I hosted an event at my place, and there were – couple different guys that were messing around with it so i think it's you know peaking some interest i think people either in the grip strength community or outside of it will get uh you know a lot out of it and start to get a little curious about it so you know with that product it's not a huge market right now of people that are looking to train saxon grip child pinch grip you know at a commercial gym but i do see grip training evolving and changing and really really growing you know, I've, I've been seeing it myself as I try to get my deadlift numbers up. You know, my grip strength <laughs> typically goes out before my back strength. So I've been I've been finding good use out of just training with the Saxon grips. And, you know, I, I, I think other people are going to start yeah. to pick it up now, too. I put them on my trap bar the other day just to see how much I could do with the uh, trap bar with the Saxon grips on it. So, yeah, I mean, it's just I think a lot of home gym owners, too, might just have some fun with them. And. I mean, fortunately for you, Dylan and Abmat, we all know home gym owners just like to buy new stuff all the time. So, whether they like grip or not, they can pick up some of these. So, yeah. Christina, um, something that I wanted to ask you was that uh, the first thing I said at Home Gym Con, whenever Dylan told me about the Zercher pad, I said, I think that's a great idea. And I'm going to love using one, but I just want to warn you, man, like, there's a real, like, like a macho vibe of like oh you got to build up your elbow tendons and all this kind of stuff that surrounds it and certain uh just kind of attitude of like you got to be tough and like you know build it up to withstand the pain and all this stuff um you know what would you say to that kind of someone with that attitude kind of looking down on the zercher pad unless i'm doing a zercher competition there's literally no reason for me to be in pain Literally no reason. It's an accessory movement for most people. Like, if I'm doing my accessories, I want them to be comfortable, and I want to have that, you know, mind-muscle connection. I mean, I power lift, so my main um, lifts there are squat, bench, and deadlift. There's no zercher there. And then I also weight lift, which is snatch and clean and jerk. No zercher movements there, but a lot of zercher accessories. So at the end of the day, I can I actually get more – using the Zercher pad because I'm not worried about the bar rolling. I'm not worried about, oh, this hurts or I can't keep myself upright. Like it's more like I can add more weight. I can get the mind muscle connection. I can do the accessory movement and get more out of it. Like it just, 
It allows me to get more out of the exercise. It has nothing to do with being macho. I'm not going to go out here and fight a bear or anything. You know, it's just like, <laughs> let me just nurture and be comfortable doing it. And then and most, yeah. I mean, it, it, translates, it translates over into like real life application because I run a doggy daycare business. So we have a lot of, I'm only five foot. So like we have a lot of dogs that are bigger than me. I actually have to zurcher carry them down the stairs if they have, like if they're older or have an injury, like I, I zurcher yeah. carry dogs literally everywhere. So it, it, you know, and they're fluffy. So maybe we need a fluffy zurcher pad, Dylan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the dog version. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I was going to say, you don't have to fight a bear. You've got enough dogs you know, to fend them off. You'll be okay if there's a bear attack in uh, St. Louis. So when it comes to that, I would agree. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that USAWA uh, is the only organization that actually would allow like a Zercher competition or sanction it. And I'm not even sure, looking down the road, if they would mind or be against the Zercher pad being used. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a special Zercher pad division. Yusawa has like, I don't even know how many hundreds of lifts that you can contest. Um, so yeah, I, that's a great point. Unless you were competing, really it's an accessory. I love it. So what about the product development on either one of these? Um, and any of the three of you can chime in here. Were there any things that posed a challenge or you had to tweak it all as you kind of work towards bringing it to market? You know, one of the things, I think the only actual change that we ended up making on the Saxon grip after <laughs> Eric sent it to us was the text that we used. Um, I couldn't, re I, it, 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 this text was really atypical from what I'd seen. And I, it, it had some, it, it, it had, it reminded me of something, but I couldn't figure it out. And I gave it to this one guy that works with me, who's basically a linguist. He speaks like five or six languages. Um, and including Latin for some reason, and I asked him to read it, and he couldn't read it. He he <laughs> he, he read he read Saison, and he he's like, oh, maybe it's German for witch. I'm like, no, <laughs> we're we're gonna change this. And I text Eric, he's like, oh yeah, I got that from what what was it? It was one uh, one of your favorite bands, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden letters. <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> it, it, it was I, I thought it was Black Sabbath, but no, I, Iron Maiden letters. And I was like, all right, do you mind if we change? It? He's like, no, nah, not at all. So I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> I didn't even do it. I told I just told the molding shop that I was going to be changing the letters, and he sent me back. They were, and they were eager to get our business, so they sent me back a rendering with the new font on it within like an hour. And they said, "Hey, we like this one. What do you think?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go for it." Um, I think it's good. I mean, I like it. I like it. It was it was clean. It was crisp. It reminded me of like an old kind of newspaper, like Herald kind of text. Um, and that's you know one of the I, I thought it would add a nice old school look to it. Um, the Zerger pad was we went through a few iterations with it. You know, it was trying to figure out the exact angle, how yeah. cute or obtuse to make it, um, and you know while still being able to distribute some weight. And we were trying to figure that there was a lot of changes when it came to actual the tip at the bottom and trying okay. to find the radius for it, um, and just the overall length. You know, that was also a question. You know, because I'm I'm six, just over six foot, but I would consider myself like a medium to large guy, but not extra large or extremely large. You know, so, so how wide do you make it for how broad people are? Was kind of a crapshoot. You just kind of walk around measuring some of the broader people and smaller people, and you <laughs> kind of you kind of create an average and you just kind of <laughs> kind of go with it. But no, the the both products were very very simple. Um, I mean, 
you know, simplicity is often harder than complexity. Sometimes it yeah. takes a lot of complex thought to make something so simple, but Eric had already done that with, with the saxing grip. So it was just really fine tuning it. And the only question that we had other than the, the text on that one was the diameter of the internal hole, because okay. it, it was made to fit perfectly over a straight bar for a, a loadable dumbbell or for a Olympic barbell. Okay. Uh, but traditionally, as you see, most of those hex dumbbells today in this world have kind of an ergonomic shape to it, uh, yeah. which protrudes out to be a little bit wider in the center. So it creates a small flare with the, uh, uh, with the Saxon grip. So that was a small deterrent, but I didn't want it to be loose on the main, main objective, which was the barbell and the loadable dumbbell. So we just decided to let it run. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christina, was this your first uh, pitch to Dylan for a product, or are there other ideas you've had in the past? I think my first pitch to Dylan was like, will you hire me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it worked. Look at that. Um, two no, for that two. Was, yeah, yeah, that was my first uh, product. Okay. I pitched him. Yeah, so that was like really cool. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. She's been trying to get me to build a foam pit at the factory. Oh, that <laughs> yes. sounds amazing. A year yeah. and a half. Then I'll come and visit. It yeah. seems like you have enough foam. I mean, it's, I don't oh, know. The, foam, the foam's not the problem. It's the space. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. We have a spot. I, something, <laughs> it's a small kind of uh, unintended thing, I would guess, but these little dots that are on the bottom, is that mm -hmm. just from the mold, I'm guessing? So those were the original breath ports for the mold. So that's okay. where the, the, the air vents out. Okay. Um, but they asked, and during the process of developing it, they told us, they sent us indicators as where they're going to be. Okay. Um, they told us wh how they can eliminate them. Um, but I really like them for markers so I can center it. Um, I find a center point, and then I find the two outside points, and I kind of align it with my, you know, the, the ring around my knurling. Um, and then I like the center one for where I kind of place it against my chest. So it was not intentional. It just so happened to be a, a very happy accident. Well, that's why I bring them up because I use it for the same thing. Like if yeah. I'm putting it on the bar, I, instead of pressing it down first, I put it underneath the bar first just to make sure I have it centered where I want it. And yeah. then I roll it over and press down on the bar. Mm -hmm. And then same thing you just said. Like if I once I have it on the bar, I can use it as kind of like a, a gauge of uh, centering. So, yeah, happy accident for sure. I like that. Now, when it comes to home gym con, mm -hmm. uh, all three of you were there last year. Yep. I know Abmat will be there, but will Eric Eccles be there? Christina, will you be coming again? Any idea? I mean, I bought my ticket set. in May, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Swing Sesh will be there again. Well, then I'll probably and be Eric's ready. Got his ticket. I'm kidding. Nice. Now, I, uh, Christina was the number one person that I'm pretty sure I walked through your camera as it was filming you lifting out of all people lifting at home gym con the hundreds of people lifting I'm pretty sure I accidentally walked through so I see like Joey Swole on uh Instagram puts up like how you shouldn't shame or anything I just want to say Christina Joey Swole would be proud of you because never once did you shame me for walking through your shot and you were actually even friendly when I said, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it again. And you were like, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, I'll, I'll be lifting for, like, an hour. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I get the luxury. I get the luxury I of lifting bad. in, like, don't feel bad. I get the luxury of lifting in, like, a nice home gym that I have created. 
So my dogs walk through my shots all the time. So I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> I guess. I, it's, you know, I'm going to try to record some good podcasts this year at Home Gym Con. Last weekend in April, by the way, for any listeners that are curious. And uh, that's top priority. Record some good podcasts. Second priority would be to meet some vendors and whatnot. Third priority, stop walking through Christina's shots. That's it. Top three for Rob at Home Gym Con. <laughs> so it's coming up. We're not too far away. Like it's getting within sight now. Anything any of the three of you hope for at Home Gym Con this year uh, based on last year? Mm, no ad mat knockoffs. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, we don't want any of that. No, no, no. They'll, they'll be within arm's length. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, this, think uh, – go ahead. This year uh, I talked one of my buddies into going, and one of his friends from his hometown is coming, so we're driving down. So we're going to have nice. a truck with a lot of room to bring stuff back this year. So uh, I've already been in talks with Dylan – or uh, <laughs> sorry, you're Dylan. Uh, <laughs> D- <laughs> Dean at Black Widow and – we're going to work yeah. on some stuff and I'll be bringing some stuff back from him for sure. Nice. So I can't wait for that. How about you, Christina? Anything in particular you're looking forward to? Um, I just like to play on all the equipment. I mean, I was like running around <laughs> last year. I was like, hi, welcome to whatever booth I'm at. Try this stuff. I tried it. It was so fun. And then occasionally I went back to the ad map booth. But I would bring people back to that. You just lure them back. Like, come here. Yeah, come, come, come look come at my back. booth. Come back this way. Okay, bye, Dylan. I'm gone again. Let me go find some more people. I mean, maybe the deadlift. We I'll rolled the up with five again. people last year. <laughs> it was fun. It was a I lot of fun. I'm, I mean, this has been said on a couple different podcasts, but I'll just reiterate it, that Matt, you set the bar for like first time expo booths. Like your booth was so streamlined and just attractive to the eye. And there was so much to look at and try out within arm's reach as you kind of worked your way through it. So it just, yeah, I, I thought it was just really well done. And there's a lot more vendors this year, but I think they have some big shoes to fill when it comes to that. So. We also got all the biggest players in the game going to it this year, you know. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're we're we're, we're going to be small peanuts compared to a lot of those guys and the booths that they travel around the world with already to set up. So, yeah, we're going to have to go a little bit more above and beyond this year to stand out. Yeah. But I think we're going to do that more through our equipment that we're going to be releasing this year and have released to show, rather than you know what kind of walls we're going to put be- up behind sure. us. Any chance of uh, Saxon Grip Challenge? Giving out dollar bills. Oh uh, yeah, m- more than likely. <laughs> the, yeah, we we've got a, a very long ongoing list of just uh, uh, Saxon grip puns that we plan on doing for social media. <laughs> nice. You know, our our sax on campus one did really well. There you uh, go. We're, go- we're, we're going down to Miami for Wadapalooza, and we've already got you know sax on the beach planned out uh, <laughs> for Miami Beach. You know, we got uh, we got a really long list, and it, it yeah. gets pretty it gets pretty raunchy as we go through it, but it's all PG. <laughs> I'm also curious, Zertrapad, I want to see, uh, you know, you should have at least a bar sitting there with the Zertrapad on it so that it's like yep. re- ready to go or even some traveling ones, you know, you know, maybe get them into other the workspaces and things. But I'm curious to see in the morning workout. The morning workout was, I think, a really fun aspect of things. Oh, yeah, 
just to see what people were trying out and what they were doing. So it'll be cool to see if some people try to Zercher pad, try some Zercher squats for the first time. I can hang out there for a while and I'm, I'm no expert, but I can, you know, give them, give them a little bit of guidance if uh, they don't know what's happening with it. There's going to be a big grip presence. Uh, Arm Lifting USA has a competition at uh, Home Gym Con this year. And then there's a couple different companies you named, Eric, that will be there that are, you know, some good grip companies like Arm Assassin. So, um, yeah, it, I think the Saxon grip will get some attention from those folks as well. So looking forward to it. We'll do a top prize or something. Whoever can lift the most with a Saxon grip, we'll go yeah. up on a board, get a little, get a little uh, giveaway or a gift basket to go home with. You know, people do a lot of things for a weird trophy. You know, get like a little goat <laughs> trophy or something, you know, the, the Saxon trophy. You can start giving it out every year at Home Gym Con. <laughs> okay. I'll 3D print something and dip it in Chrome or something. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Make sure – actually, you should have like a limited uh, Saxon with the Iron Maiden lettering. That's the yes. prize. Oh, yeah, the 3D printed one. Yeah. Yeah. The Sasson. <laughs> Hey, I already got my Perfect. tickets to see him again next October. So <laughs> you're dedicated. I I appreciate it. Well, hey, all three of you, I'm looking forward to Home Gym Con to see you guys in person again. Listeners, if you haven't noticed, I'm excited about Home Gym Con. So go to www.homegymcon.com and make sure that you pick up some tickets. You stay at the beautiful French Lick Resort and Casino and Stop by the AdMap booth. You can see both these products in person. And honestly, they're reasonably priced. So maybe pick up these products ahead of time. You could do that through the links in the description as well. And then just come talk to the inventors of them when you meet them at Home Gym Con and tell you how much you like them. Dylan, Eric, Christina, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you thank for the time. You. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Good night, everybody.